Nando's, the home of Perry Perry Chicken. Stav, Abby and Matt. Hit 105. G'day, podcasters. Great to have your company. Welcome to the podcast of Stav, Abby and Matt. You're going to hear a whole lot of rubbish about Maddie Acton's theories on The Bachelor, but so stay tuned for that. Uh, we talk hey, to... it's not rubbish. They are... You know what? You're going to get some sound relationship advice in there. From you? You've yeah. had one relationship? No, that's not true. I've had a couple. There was Aisha when I was 15. There was your cousin. That wasn't a relation. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, throw her in there. And then Sarah. And so how then... long did you go up with Sarah for? Sarah would have been probably six months. Does that count? No. But that's and how old were you? Count. Oh, I was 17. That's just... <sighs> then I met my wife when I was 18, and yeah, that has been You haven't it. had a... And you broke up how many times with her? Oh, God, a lot. So but... what, I'm just trying to work out why we're getting sound advice from you. Because I have been with the same woman for 13 years. But you broke up heaps of times in between. I've been with the same woman for 18 years. We never broke up once. Well, so shouldn't you be taking advice from me? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I think we just could say that every relationship is different. And we should not judge other people, Maddie, because it doesn't reflect on us. Every time you get upset about a relationship, I think you think that your wife is cheating on you and she's not. She wouldn't cheat on this bloody beast. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you say? I'm on board the beast. (laughs) You're a very lucky man. And we also talked to the lead singer... From Panic at the Disco, and I have to say, I've got a bit of a man crush on him now, Brendan yeah, Urie. Yeah, you were, you were frothing, weren't you? Yeah, I think I'm pansexual. Pansexual? I like pandas. Not <laughs> <laughs> in a sexual way, though. Yeah. Well, they need help breeding. Mm. They do, that's right. Don't they? And you're the man to help them out. Stupid animal only eats one kind of food. What sort of evolution's that? Yeah, but there's plenty of it. Bamboo? Yeah. Yeah. Plant one tree, get a whole forest in a week and a half. But is there a lot of bamboo because there's not many pandas or is there not many pandas because there's too much bamboo? Not much pandas because they can only have two days that they breed. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Was it a little bit less? A little bit more? A little bit. Probably a little bit more. Yeah. So there's only a few days that they can breed and they're year. too lazy to do it. So they actually don't do it. Oh, no. If you only had two days a year to have sex. No, they don't. They, don't the have, girls they, are, yeah. they can have sex. They just don't get pregnant. All oh, right. So... Um, but they don't have sex. What a terrible life to live. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, Wee Wee and Fooney. Wang Wang and Fooney. Wang Wang and Fooney, sorry. Yeah. Famous female pandas. Pa- they're in, yeah. Female pandas ovulate just once a year. How lucky are they? So they can only conceive for about two or three days. God, they must have the PMS from hell. If you only do it once a year. All that time, storing it up, storing it up. That is insane. <laughs> Stop. What? They so would. they spend the whole year trying to get them to very cranky. Very cranky. <laughs> Stop it. Mate, I gave you the look. You don't keep going once you get the look. It's true, though, isn't it? Mate. Or maybe they don't know what it is, so maybe they don't get cranky. Oh, I think they would get cranky. It was well, a polar bear, a cranky polar bear. Some people think that PMS is a whole myth and you shouldn't actually get it. And if you get it, then you should probably investigate. Maddie, you should look into it for you. Oh, I don't get PMS. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> no, you've been all right lately. Assholes definitely don't get PMS. <laughs> all right, let's go to the podcast. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. I run this town. You're just a bunch of low-income nobodies. Uh, election in November. Election in November. What? Again? Huh. Hey, it's which uh, council. It's not a it's not a fun week for them, and there was people t- uh, crying yesterday as their sort of administrators are coming in. So it's going to be a weird one. There's going to be people that aren't from the area running the area. Yeah, and they're having they're passing legislation to sack them all apparently today. Today, yeah. the state government oh, does that. Even yeah. the ones who didn't do anything wrong. Are Did they? The are they all innocent if they just stood by, though? Yeah, well, if they didn't do anything, they but didn't you're supposed to, I think you're supposed to tell people when someone's doing wrong if you're aware of it. Yeah, but they might have known for sure that something bad was going on. But then they should have applied for their job and they wouldn't be sacked. Hey, I don't know all the ins and outs. <laughs> no, I know. And I, I don't want to take your word of it because I you just, always, what does he always say? He likes a small, small amount, amount of, of corruption. corruption. 
I just think the world would not keep spinning if everything had rules and we followed all the rules to the T. Some are more important than others, but from time to time, you got to take the rule, you got to bend it. They P- say if is, you're getting, if your pay is coming from the taxpayer, then you have more of a uh, a right. You have you have to be more trustworthy. Yeah, I just think you know the problem was Pasali snapped the ruler. He didn't so just bend it. Paul Pasali. They're saying now has been guilty of pressuring junior um, council employees to say that they had been driving his car or other officials' car so that they could take the points. Uh, so he would say, yes. Yeah, so he would say, this uh, yeah. is a friend of mine, um, and he's got a speeding ticket, but he doesn't have many points. Would you be able to say that you're driving it, and someone else would witness it? Now, that's a bit harsh because there were some employees that just started there. Yeah. And then their boss, well, the mayor, is coming over saying, can you please sign this and say that you were driving? And they're like, oh. Uh, don't want to, but yes, I will. Sorry, man, I've only got two points. Can't, I can't, can't afford to lose well, anymore. Well, then we shouldn't have hired you with that attitude. Imagine they ask you that in the interview. They go, now, just before we start, how, how many, many points, points do you have? <laughs> is that going to be an issue for my job? <laughs> now, that is highly illegal to get people to take your points. Yes, it's um, a stat deck. Is it? But let's be honest, it happens. I wouldn't do it for you. We're not condoning it. I wouldn't do it for you. I, I don't speed, so I'll never have to be in that You never got a speeding ticket. I've had one speeding ticket in my entire life. Me too. Yep. It was just recent. I wouldn't do it for you either. Silent radio wink. No, it's really illegal. That's why a silent radio wink. But you just said it. Uh, but it was code. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> Look, oh, let's do a little test here. Thirteen ten sixty. We won't exactly. We won't pick up the phone call because we don't want to identify you on the air. Just ring thirteen ten sixty if you've been asked to do this before. Take yes, if a family point. member or a friend has asked you to take yeah. the points, have they done a an alleged Paul Pasali? Yes. <laughs> Just, this is, is that a code as well? <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is one that I reckon they can let slide because it happens frequently. Yeah. 13, 10, 60, we are not going to answer your phone call. Oh, we got one coming through, two, two coming through, three, three coming through. Four, five, five six, six seven, seven, eight. So our phone lines are blocked now yes. because there is too many people calling. Still try. Oh, look, they're all from Ipswich. Are, are they not? <laughs> We've got spring, Springfield. No, 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 no. I just said areas. These people are in witness protection, as per what we just said. <laughs> we can't We're not saying names. Keep their numbers, though, in case they get a speeding ticket, please. <laughs> they <laughs> don't, we don't know whether they accepted. It's just that they were asked. Well, they'll be on the short list. See, calls are coming. <laughs> 79, call, 80 calls now. I'm looking at the call counter. Oh, yeah? Because people are dropping out and coming yeah. in. I, I don't think that this one, they can be too hectic no, on. But what I think they're saying is that he's actually forcing them to do it. These people would be doing it voluntarily for a mate if they were so inclined to do that, even though we're not saying that you should do that, no. but if you had done that. He's saying to them, he's pressuring their, his work, allegedly, mm. to take the points uh, for other people higher up than them, and yeah. that is not allowed. 90 calls. Especially taking it for a friend. Yeah. He was very good to his friends, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Well, that's the way it works. You're not going to find a complete stranger and go, hey, want a briefcase? <laughs> I'll take Hello. your points for a briefcase. Oh, nice guy. That guy was. I'm going to vote for him next time. That was amazing. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Take the roof off and welcome Mr. Harley I am uh, really excited about this show. This is right in my hitting zone. Taboo, it premieres 9 o'clock, Channel 10, uh, with this man on at Harley Breen. Good morning, buddy. G'day, and how you going? Oh, well, it's good to have you. I know you gave up breakfast radio because you didn't want to get up early, and now look at you, so thank you. <laughs> and you guys are my second interview for the morning. I, uh, I don't know what's going on. Hey, explain this um, show to people who don't know. This is going to make people laugh, and it's also going to make them feel really awkward. Yeah, I'll, I'll explain it as simply as I can, which is basically I went away on a holiday with four disabled people, and at the end of that holiday, I went home and wrote some stand-up comedy about those four disabled people, and then I performed it to those four disabled people and their friends and family. So an easy gig. <laughs> Such a great idea, Harley. It really is. What's the problem with comedy then? Do you think there's no rules? As long as it's funny, then that's it? Do you know some people go, oh, you can't say that, you can't say this, and it's like, well, if they're laughing, then maybe they're okay with it. Well, I absolutely think there's no rules, um, but I do think there's a difference between um, 
having no rules and then just an all-out onslaught of, uh, of hate speech. So uh, I, I have some rules that I choose to impose on myself. One of those is that I don't punch down, meaning that I don't um, shame and belittle people below my uh, perceived level of privilege. And so what I had to do with this job was um, basically just write comedy like I do about everything else, which is autobiographical, introspective sort of comedy. And so the holiday aspect of this is perfect. I got to know these people, um, Sam Qua, Jason D. They're all people that are uh, friends of mine. And then I just wrote comedy like I would normally about life. It's interesting. It's really, I, obviously being a stand-up comedian as well, I really love the premise. Because I've had people, I agree with you, nothing's really off limits as long as it's funny and, and you do have to punch up, not down. But I've had people change their material because maybe they've seen someone in a wheelchair in the audience and they go, oh, I can't do that joke. Yep. And I, I always think if you wouldn't do that joke in front of someone who is in that joke, then you shouldn't do that joke at all. Absolutely. That's why I pay out on Brisbane when I'm in it. <laughs> you do? You're never welcome here again, Harley. How dare you? We're laughing already. Harley, what's, what's next? If this gets picked up, do you then just change? Because you're doing, uh, like, you know, you went away on a holiday with disabled people and that's what the thing's about. Would you then go on to race? Yeah. Like, what would you anticipate would be the next one that you'd go for? Well, well so there's a multitude of different um, possibilities for if we go to series, and we really hope that we do. I think it's a great format. Uh, and to be fully transparent, this is a Belgian idea. This is from Belgium. Um, a comedian over there came up with it, and um, we've got the rights for it uh, here in Australia. And so some of the different versions that he did uh, were based on race. There was one, there was obesity, uh, there was uh, terminally ill, uh, and it all sits in the same, basically, format where you, you go on a holiday um, and you get to know these people, not only myself as the stand-up, but the viewer. So 85% of the show is documentary. Yeah, right. And then 15% of it is the stand-up spliced in. I didn't know this about you, but you've had quite the acting career. You've been in Scooby-Doo with Isla Fisher and Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, look, let, let's just let's uh, just be a little bit more honest about that role. No, mate, look, you were in the movie. They were in it too. I, I was, and I can point myself out if anyone wants to put me on and I'll come around to your house uh, and point out where I am. I was a skeleton warrior in Scooby-Doo. Very important role. You still got the catering, yeah. though. I did get the catering. Well, I got the B-tent catering. Uh, did so you? There's, there's A-tent. And then there's B10. Did you hang out with them? Like you must have, you know, yeah, had, had a chat. I did have. I did actually hang out with with them. I did some stand up on uh, Morton Island where we were filming. Um, and that, in those days, Stav would remember this. I was still a virgin. So I do I remember you were the head of the uh, you were the head of the circuit with the girls being I'm so the virgin. Confused. I'm so sorry. Why comic? would Stav know that, Harley? Because I a... tried my hardest. <laughs> he remembers. <laughs> Well, because I was doing comedy about being a virgin, and Stav oh, okay. was on the scene when I when I busted onto it with my awkward jokes about virginity. Yep. And Isla Fisher, in fact, heard me do this material about being a virgin, and she said to me at the bar later on, oh, I'd pop your cherry, Harley. Uh-huh. Now, because I was a virgin, I didn't know what to do about that. But <laughs> long story short, I interviewed Isla last year when I was in your job on radio, yeah. and I reminded her of that story, and she had no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. So, yeah, that I want. Do you, do you look back now and you think that was my chance? I could have been with Isla Fisher. I could have been Bora. No, <laughs> no I don't. All right, I, fair think I, I would have ruined it any way I went. <laughs> uh, well, she didn't say she wanted to marry him. No. Just, that's very no. different. Offer. And you, you're a happy man. You've got kids now. So things have turned out all right for Harley Breen, haven't they? Absolutely, I have. Everything's coming up brain, guys. <laughs> well, buddy, it's tonight, 9 o'clock, Channel 10. Um, it's it's going to be a thought-provoking and very funny, uh, this show, Taboo. Make sure you get on, check it out. Harley Breen, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for calling us up this morning. Thanks very much, guys. Have a great morning. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Can you make a hotline ring? Thirteen ten sixty best callers who get on the air this morning. They're going to get to go on the C deck, uh, cdeck.com.au to win yourself some tickets. It's uh, out there on the Brisbane River. Yeah, it's so lovely. Good. Giant floating party. Yes. Going around the like city. Like the island used to be. Do you remember the island? Yes. Uh, it's a flasher version. It's a much flasher version than the island. Anything you wanted to talk about in first calls? Thirteen ten sixty. We've got Danielle in Redcliffe. What do you want to discuss? Hey guys, I'm just giving you the call because yes, well, on Sunday 
I actually went on a cruise with Pink and Carrie Hart all through Mount Tambourine and to the Gold Coast. That is so cool because I saw him on his Instagram saying, hey, does anyone know a good um, uh, route to take? Yeah, on, on yeah. motorbike. On um, motorbike. And then someone posted that and he actually rocked up with Pink. Yeah. Well, I work for Brisbane Motorcycles oh, yeah. and Indian, one of our mechanics worked for Indian. And he's actually, well, Kerry Hart's the ambassador of Indian, uh, so they built their bikes for them. Right. Wow. Good <clears throat> and, yeah, what, nothing what were they like? Well, they were, well, they were just trying to hide out pretty much. A lot of people were obviously trying to run up to Pink and stuff when we stopped for lunch. But yeah. um, you couldn't, you could tell if Pink had a visor up on the bike, you could tell by her eyes that it was her. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did they have same bike or separate bikes? Um, separate bike. Right. Yeah, pink. Pink ain't dinking. No, I know. She's, she's oh, got I her own. I thought Hart might be dinking. Oh, was, yeah. He's doing the cuddle from the <laughs> he's back. He's doing the cuddle yeah. from the back. No, I know. Pink one. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Tegan's on thirteen ten sixty first calls. Uh, we'd love to chat to you. Hey guys, how hey. are we today? We're good. What's going on, Tegs? Oh, I just want to tell you about a recent thought experience that I've had. Yeah. What happened? So I listed my laptop on sale on Gumtree. And the first one I had, so I had two forward experiences on the same laptop. And the first one was um, they emailed me through a fake email from, um, oh, I can't even think of it right now. But it basically saying that once you sent the laptop and sent the receipt, we'll give you the money. Uh-huh. Oh. Yep. And so the next one was worse. I've never experienced this one before. The guys sent me a text message saying, hey, you don't really want your laptop. Um, can we pick it up tonight? I was like, yeah, no worries. They transferred, well, said they transferred me the money, screenshotted a transfer, and then sent me the receipt. Right. And come and picked up the laptop, and then three days, you know, business days, no money. So I called the bank, went in, showed them the receipt, and they were like, no, somebody's edited this. It's all oh. fake. That's not a bank account. Nothing. Yeah, right. Oh, Tegan. Yeah. So don't know. and no idea who they are. I mean, he, you know, introduced himself with his first name, but I've got no idea who they were, where they live, nothing. And did he seem so nice? Like when so you look- nice. Oh. See, yeah, people are saying now that you should take a photo of their driver's licence, but I never yeah. do that. Yeah, well, like, when we tried to report it to the police, they said, did you ask for a driver's licence? I was like, no, I just, I feel like that'd be weird. Yeah, yeah come and pick up laptop, can I... Do you have driver's license? Well, you're going to have to. But you to. know now you can say, look, something bad's happened to me before. I took it at face value. I need to see a driver's license. That's like, true. Poor thing. Or cash. I just say bring yeah. cash, mate. Yeah. Uh, Danica from Red Bank Plains. You're on for first calls. What do you want to chat about? I just wanted to say a huge thank you guys for um, giving me the chance to take my children to the ECA because I won some tickets from you guys. Oh, did you have a good day? Yeah, we did. That's awesome. What day did yeah, you go? Yeah, good. Uh, Saturday. Oh, we were there on Saturday. It was a lovely day to go to the Echo. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that on radio because I did call in sick. (laughs) 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 You seem slightly hesitant. I didn't realise that question was in trumpet. Sunday was a very good day. Anyway, Michelle. Thanks. Not Danica, Michelle. Lovely to talk to you this morning. Hey. People's Day was awesome. I liked seeing you there. Yeah, and Danica's a really common name. Anyway, Michelle. Thanks, (laughs) Thank you. Michelle from the Gold Coast. See ya. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Hey, what do you guys think about this one? Because Alec Baldwin, he's a great actor. Great actor. He has posted on a, a photo of his daughter on Instagram. Some people are saying it's creepy. I kind of agree with him. His daughter has posted, a 22-year-old model, has posted a photo of herself on a motorbike and she's wearing a black bikini. I think she's wearing bottoms, but you can't see them. Mm. That's how small they are. The, well, the angles from on the ground. Like from someone's on laying ground. on the ground. The Megan Fox Transformers angle, is, I believe you would call it. Correct. Oh, yeah. good one. It is a gorgeous photo, <laughs> but I I would hate my dad to see it. Right. And his, her dad has commented, he's 60 years of age, saying, no, just dot, 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 no. That's in the comments on Instagram? Mm-hmm. What a hero. <laughs> yeah. And he's right. No father <laughs> wants to jump onto his Instagram feed 
and see that photo of their daughter. Or especially the messages following that. Yeah. I mean, she's an adult. She's 22 years of age. I find it really hard for a lot of dads who are seeing their younger daughters that are even like 16 or 17 posting photos and you're like, oh. Yeah. Even worse, imagine if, uh, and I would love to know on 131060 if there's any of these out there, you know uh, people's mothers who become single later in life? Yes. And their feeds go from family to they're out on the weekend, yep. drinking and... Get lit. Yeah, like would you, would you be flicking through seeing your mum partying more than you? And then you've got to go, no, just... <laughs> no. No. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Well, we want to know on 131060, are you ashamed of a friend or a family member... Online, you know, on social media, you just you just ashamed of them. Maybe they make really strange comments and my status m- updates on Facebook. My mum's sharing a lot of memes at the moment, like <laughs> negative ones. Uh-huh. Like, and I, there's nothing wrong; she's not unhappy or anything like that. But she just sees them, and it's ones like when life kicks you in the teeth and stuff like that. I'm like, mum, come on! She goes, "What? They're funny." I go, "No, people are going to think that you're sad, <laughs> and you're not sad, are you?" <laughs> At least you checked in. My friend has been really upset and ashamed of her his younger sisters what they post online because they're all like bra shots and bikini shots uh, and stuff like this. And he's like, you can't post that online. And they're like, no. yeah, but I got heaps of likes. And he's like, yeah, but I can't now be Facebook friends with you, or I can't be Instagram friends yeah. with you. My friend's got a brother who's racist. Oh, oh no! How do you have that com- conversation? Uh, you tried once. And it didn't go down well, so they just have to go. Does he realise that he's being racist, though? <sighs> he must. The ones that she told me that he, he wrote, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Isn't it funny? Like, once social media comes into it, it's like people Well, you see just... other sides of people's personality. Yeah. yeah. They just don't really... It's like a filter completely disappears. I'm behind a keyboard. Nobody yeah. knows who I am. Uh-huh. I mean, it does say my name and all my details <laughs> and everything I've ever done, but disguise... <laughs> Uh, 13, 10, 60, are you ashamed of a family member on social media? Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Yeah, you can't choose your family. And we want it on 13, 10, 60. Are you ashamed of a family member on social media? Alec Baldwin has not been happy with what photos his daughter is posting. They're very racy. So he's been commenting no, dot, 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 just no. Still in his Trump voice, though. (laughs) (laughs) Jaden. Yes. What about you, man? What's your story? Oh, well, my old man just started Facebook up at the start of this year, and um, yeah, he's getting more likes than me. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. What sort of stuff like is he up to? <laughs> oh, well, he works, he works FIFO, so, and he's out and about taking photos, and he's getting more likes <laughs> and reactions, and I'm just like, where's this come from? <laughs> is, he a, is he a hot older man? Oh, you, yeah, you could say that. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Runs yeah. the family. Yeah, well done, Jaden. <laughs> well done, buddy. <laughs> uh, uh, can up your game, mate. Uh, Thirteen ten sixty is our phone number. Uh, are you ashamed of a family member, Marie, on Facebook? Hi. Um, my niece, she was like 16 on Facebook, and she thought she deleted all her family off because she was posting like bikini photos, and she's really pretty. Uh-huh. Mm. But I was... I was still on her Facebook sending the screenshots to her dad getting her blocked off Facebook every, oh. like, two weeks. Oh, Marie. <laughs> Keeping her innocent. <laughs> Someone has to. Yeah, but, Marie, I, you would have been better off staying there so you could watch it because uh. 16-year-olds are smart enough to start up a new account. Yeah, well, she didn't know that I was still on there, so it was good. Yeah, so she kept Marie on there <laughs> yeah. as a spy. Yeah. yeah, but that's the one that you think. She'll, she'll have, like, probably two or three other accounts on the go. Oh, you reckon? I, it wouldn't surprise me. Nah. Uh. I know how these 16-year-olds operate. How many does Ethan have? <laughs> oh, I, I know of three. Really? Uh, he's probably got 28. Are you friends with all of them, or did you have to set start up different accounts and you're a teenage girl? No, I've told him that everything... Oh, no, he's probably in the car at the moment. Yeah. So, hey, let's not reveal <laughs> hey. our sources. Thank you, Aunt Marie. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Tess from Camp Hill. You are ashamed of a uh, family member on social media? I am. It's my auntie. What is she doing? 
Um, she does a lot of posts about crystals and when the moons are out to recharge them. Yeah, that's important. Uh, yeah, you got to know. Uh, yeah. Nothing like a rose quartz to find love, is there, Tess? Yeah. No. <laughs> Tess, feel, feel for you. My father-in-law set up a Facebook page for his dog, Joe, and he updates the status with, like, saying, saw a cat today, angry. Oh. Yeah, but why do you like them? I don't. I, I stay well away. I'm not getting involved in that. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, it's having a rivalry with my cat, it's completely ridiculous. Uh, what? Talk about. what? <laughs> yeah. cat puts up um, things about our cat. Shadosh is uh, having an adventure, and Joe's like, "That cat needs some rules and regulations in its life, and it's an ongoing saga." <laughs> Did you want to call up for this? <laughs> Stab's on the line. Hi, Stab. <laughs> hey guys, uh, first time on air. Can you play that cool little jingle oh, that you play? Yes, we'd love to. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. The drought that our farmers are facing. Hit 105's 5R for a farmer. The worst drought in 50 years. Hey, I was really touching on Friday. 5 for a farmer. Everyone that got involved. Little Jack. Um, he came up with it, 10 years of age, dressed as a farmer, donate $5 and all the money goes to the farmers who are dealing with the drought. And thank you so much to all the businesses yeah. and schools that did it. You can find all the details at the hit105.com.au page yeah, to if, upload your money. If you registered, it'll send you a link. Some people say they don't have the link. Double check your junk mail because uh, we are resending the link every day just to help yeah. people find it. Yep. So check the junk folder in your inbox and you should be able to get the link there. But all cash. the money is going to Rural Aid and to help us find out where that is going to help the farmers, Charles joins us from there. Morning. <coughs> Good morning, Stav, Abby and Matt. How are you all? We're good, Charles. Thank you for your time this morning. No problem at all. Buddy, the cash. A lot of farmers are kind of saying, hey, when are we going to get it in our bank accounts? What's the deal? Well, we distribute a lot of the money through uh, gift cards and through vouchers for fuel, uh, diesel, water, and uh, we're spending a lot of money on hay. We just uh, spent over half a million buying hay in from Western Australia last week. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, we've got another announcement similar to that volume probably in the next day or two. Right. So uh, it's there's huge, uh, huge dollar figures involved in all this hay now because of uh, the distance it's got to be travelled. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're doing what we can to keep our farmers going for sure. Charles, is it hard to work out what farms it goes to? Because every farmer we've spoken to seems to be like, yeah, no, it's really tough, we're doing all right, and you know that they're not. Is it... Like how does uh, it how does it they'll work? All, they'll all tell you there's someone worse off than them yeah. for a start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then sadly you, you'll find the odd farmer who's got more hay than you can poke a stick at and still wants a bit more. So right. it's you really do have to have people on the ground, which is what we do. We work with local rural financial councillors and local councils, and we have our own volunteers and even some of our staff who are out visiting the farmers and ascertaining really who's most in need and then providing the best solution. In some cases, it may just be groceries that they need. Yeah. Uh, in other cases, it may be that they just need some labour on the land to uh, help them do some fencing or round up the sheep or even just fix equipment. You know, we've, there are so many tractors and quad bikes that are broken down that aren't repaired that are causing farmers to do a lot more manual work than they would have to if yeah. they actually worked. So there's a whole range of solutions, and it really there's not one... Uh, one solution fits all. Yeah. Now, can I ask, this has obviously been a big story in the news and the media and stuff, and we need to be mindful that we don't all get on board now and then once we hand over the money, wash our hands and walk away. What, from your perspective, working at Rural Aid, what can we continue to do um, to make sure that these families are going to be all right until they get the rain? Well, the challenge is that we're just... Supposedly, you know, one disaster away from drought falling off the map in terms of awareness, and so we have to be very mindful that we don't spend a million dollars today and then have nothing left for the next six months or twelve months, however long this drought goes for. We've actually been doing this for five years in Queensland and New South Wales, and obviously, the situation now in southwestern Queensland is very dire, and um, New South Wales is just off the radar screen. So we've got to be mindful that we continue to support the farmers. Money will slow down to a trickle, but the other thing that a lot of people can do is just jump in your car and go and see these rural communities. Go go to Miles or Mitchell, Roma, Cunnamulla. If you've never been to Cunnamulla, there's some great stuff out there. Go to a place called Yulo, um, further out west. um, You know, go to Birdsville. 
uh, go to Longreach, just jump in your car and drive to these places because when you fill up the tank or you buy a snack or you stay overnight, that money is going to stay in the community and those businesses need that money as much as our farmers do. Yeah. Good point, Charles. And can anyone get involved with farm sitting as well? Because you guys are involved with that. Bless you. Yeah, Abby, we've actually got a, an announcement coming in the next day or two that we're going to require... 45 farm sitters in Queensland um, to do some to uh, basically farm sit for a week. Yeah, uh, we've got a company that's going to make available some holidays to mm. farmers, and so we'll be putting the call out in the next 48 hours for farm sitters. Yeah, farm. So if anyone yeah, doesn't know yeah. about that, it's that so farmers need a break. Yeah. They need to be able to move. They yeah. can't just leave their farm. So you can apply. For- to be able to, to look after their farms, yeah, that's great right. idea. We should do it together. Yeah, uh, Charles, before we let you go, uh, thanks for calling through this morning. Do you have a bit of an update on the tally? Because I know our money from our five of it for a farmer is still slowly rolling in. Do you have any uh, dollar value for us this morning? To well, update? it's over over thirty grand, which is amazing, guys. It's just a phenomenal effort. And uh, yes, you're right; it's still trickling in. There are a few more deposits yesterday, and I'm sure we'll see more. Over the coming days, your online donations are still going up, so that's great. So, well done. Nice Thank stuff. You. So, that's we're still waiting for those bank ones to come through. And that doesn't include the Hungry Jacks. So, uh, Hungry Jacks did over 20K. So, that means if you've got 30 already, there's going to be yep. around $50,000 that we've raised. Absolutely. That's yep. great. Good stuff, buddy. Charles from Rural Aid, thank you so much, mate, for uh, chatting with us this morning. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Well done. Thank you. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. Hey, Alpha Bucks, we're going to play tomorrow. Ads worth $10,000, 22nd of August. Here is the letter so you can study up on Alpha Bucks. Letter for tomorrow is L for love. There you go. Don't miss out on the Subaru four-day sale event. End Saturday. Stav, Abby and Matt's. $10,000 $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Alpha Bucks. Yeah, Alpha Bucks time for Subaru. Don't miss out on the sales event. And Saturday, uh, if you want to win $10,000, 8 o'clock every morning is when we play this game. I'm feeling lucky today. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like hey. it. Well, I feel like this lady probably plays all the time at home, but this is her first time on air. Welcome, oh. Ashley. Hey. Ashley. Hello. Hey. How many do you get when you normally play just listening to the radio? Um, usually get around about three to four wrong. Oh, okay. okay. All right. I thought you said three to four. All right. Well, you know how this works. Uh, say pass if you can't think quickly. You do get $50 yep. for each correct answer, and each answer needs to start with the letter that Stab's about to give you. Awesome. Good luck. All right. Thank Ashley, you. You're, hey, you're welcome. Your letter for this morning is R for right. Okay. And your time starts when I finish the first question, which today is, name a boy's name. Roger. Name a sport. Rowing. Name a musician. Redman. Name a country. Pass. Name an animal. Rabbit. Name a shop at Westfield. Pass. Name a female actress. Pass. Name an occupation. Rabbit trainer. (laughs) Name a type of alcohol. (laughs) Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. I'm, I'm Thank give you. It to you. Really? Are you going to give rabbit trainer? You, you, rabbits can be trained. It's a real thing. Hang on, 131060 if I'm you've like... ever trained a rabbit. If you've officially <laughs> trained a rabbit. To stay in your hat, magicians 131060, give us a, a call. But is a job description? A fancy word of So what of about saying. if our boss says no? Are you going to pay that $50 out sure. of your own money? I, I believe there are rabbit trainers out there. <laughs> so you will pay that $50 out of your own Yes. All right, then, hun, you got $250. Yay! Well done. Well done. A few that you passed on. um, Name a country. You could have had uh, Russia or Romania. Um, And for a shop at Westfield, you could have had Rebel or Roger David. And female actress Rebel uh, Wilson or Renee Witherspoon. Yes. I I get a mind blank. (laughs) And then started yelling weird things. (laughs) That's one of my favourite answers. You started yelling legitimate occupations. Oh, uh, we have a rabbit train. We have a lot of rabbit trainers then. Well, they could still be calling to play Alpha Bucks or they could be. We're just trying to see if we can get someone up on the calls now. Nah, I think there's a lot of people messing with us. Anyway, you've got the money either way uh, for a rabbit Yay. trainer. Good on you, Ashley. Thanks for playing Thank this you. morning. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, through, the hoop, through the hoop, bugs. Through the hoop. That's a thing. There we go. All right, we're going to play same time tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock. You can win $10,000. Or hang on, Braden, are you there? Yeah, mate, right here. What do you do for a living, Brayden? 
I work in warehousing. Oh. Again, what's rabbit train? <laughs> You're ringing about training rabbits. All right, mate. Yep. So we train people to actually ride on rabbits. It's what we call all our electric power jacks that you can stand on and ride around on. Oh. Yeah. So not, obviously not real rabbits. But... No, nah, but you do need to train them to work on it just right. So you train people to use rabbits. Yeah, to ride on rabbits. Yeah, looks like I'm out 50 bucks, but thanks for your call, man. <laughs> <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. I'm very excited to talk to this guy. <laughs> I have been loving this song since the first time we played it. Panic at the Disco and their tune, High Hopes. Brendan from the band is on with us right now. Morning, buddy. Hey, how you doing? We're good. good. He was actually downplaying that. When he heard your new song, because I played a little grab of it, <laughs> He was insisting that we don't go on until we play it all the time. And now he's walking around claiming that your success is purely to do with him and that you guys are friends from way back. I can get the off-air files. Oh, yeah. Well, i got to give credit. Yeah. I mean, that's fair to say. Sure. So let's just have a stab at the dark. Matty Acton here in Brisbane um, did live in Sydney. Yeah. Have you run into him before? Because he claims you have. Yeah, I'm sure we have. I've, I've drunk a lot of the time in your country because there's just so much of the good stuff. But yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> well done, hun. Well done. Uh, hey, mate, it is bloody awesome too. And you can get tickets to see you guys uh, live at the River Stage. Uh, Pray for the Wicked is uh, the tour you're on. Ticketmaster's got the details. I, yeah. feel, I feel like... This music has gone back to the first album that you guys put out. Like, mm. you've done that real pop-punk sound again. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, it came from... I mean, I just got done doing Broadway in New York for a few months. And when I came home, I expected to take the rest of the year off. And when I got there, I just, like, two days into it, I was like, I'm, I'm ready to make another album, you know? And it pleasantly surprised me even when it came to fruition. I thought, wow, I have an album that I've never been more excited about in my life. So I'm just glad it worked out. I appreciate you saying that. I love that you love musicals as well, because Kinky Boots is so am- amazing. Did you used to do Broadway as oh, a kid? Yeah. I was raised on musicals. My mom showed them to me all the time. I never really got to attend them or anything. But, yeah, I mean, I, I watch them all the time, from, like, Sound of Music to Oklahoma yes. to, like, Lemmy's Rob and Phantom of the Opera and all this yes. stuff. Like, it's definitely a part of my childhood. But even growing up in Vegas, you know, like, there's so many shows and that whole vibe down there, you just... You feel this need to be, you know, a little bit of an entrepreneur and kind of just theatrical all the time. At least in my family, that's how it was. Um, I guess we should probably wrap up this interview uh, now because you are currently playing Fortnite, and I know that anyone that plays Fortnite hates any time they're not playing Fortnite and just wants to get back to playing Fortnite as soon as possible. So thank you for your time. Yeah. <laughs> It is so addicting, dude. That's no joke, man. I we just played it last night. It's funny you say it because it is becoming a problem now. I'm starting to like realize I need to set up a time chart and like times I allow myself to play. <laughs> it's getting out of hand now. Do you, do you get into fights with little kids on it who keep getting you? Dude, I, I can't hear anybody on the other end, but I know when someone's doing a dance after they've killed me, I'm yeah. like, I know that's some 10-year-old kid in South Korea, damn it. <laughs> I've never seen it. Is it a shooting game? Yes, yeah. it's a shooting game. And you play other people all oh, around yeah. the world? yeah. Do, you, do they oh, know yeah. that they're playing? It's pretty wild. Do they know that they're playing you? Them know like? No, no. Oh. No, he's got some funky name like. No, I don't think so. Killers sixty nine. Oh. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Killer sixty nine was the Fall best fake name. Twenty sixty nine. Hey, buddy. Now, in the news as well too. You came out as pansexual, which is pretty much saying that you you yeah. just you fall in love with a person. Is that right? Yeah, that's totally right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with my wife, and I've. Never been more attracted or in love with a person in my life. Um, so I see that going very well for me. But if there ever came the worst case scenario that she ended up and left me, um, which I hope never happens, but if that did, if worst came to worst, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. If a person's good, a person's good, you know. Did she have to question you about that or like how did that go, how did that go down oh, when no, she, she was? Oh, right. She knew all about that, right? No, no, no. I've, I've, yeah, I've talked about it. I've talked about it too in, in press and stuff, but I've never put a label because I, you know, labels, they kind of stifle a lot of the time. Um, it never bothered me really to like have to pin it down though. So at this certain publication, it was like, you know what? I've said it like literally the stuff that didn't get printed was about 20 minutes of talking about it and just kind of talking around it. And I was like, listen, I don't want to put a label on it. She's like, well, if you had to. And I said, well, I guess I'll just come out of with that. And you that's, fell that's for it. That's how it happened, you know? Like, yes. Yeah, I fell right into it, baby. I'm, I'm ready. But no, honestly, what it is for me is that 
if it makes other people feel more comfortable to have a label, which I totally believe that that's true, then yeah, by, by all means, like just that's exactly what I believe. That's who I am. We were just talking about this. We want to know on a, a video, um, one, of, one of your film clips for one of your songs, Say Amen. <laughs> this is a little bit of it. We just want to know why you chose an Australian newsreader. This is it. Oh, yeah. Good evening. Let's go straight to breaking news. And we're hearing reports that overnight an ancient Mayan artefact known as the Devil's Key was stolen from the Melbourne Museum of History. Well, honestly, it's because I think it's the sexiest accent in the world. Oh. That's really what the truth is. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, man. It, it's like, it's, it's ridiculous. Me and my wife talk about it all the time. We hear, you know, somebody walking by with an Australian accent. We're like, oh, Gee, that's good. <laughs> I've never heard well, that. That's well, so well. exciting. Look, yeah. I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm changing like, my voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am because we always say like French. And we always say like fellow Australians hey, are so. Hey, you back off. He loves playing Fortnite. He loves the Australian accent and he's pansexual. I'm going for this guy. Back <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> he's interested in the person, mate, and I might be a better person. I don't think that's true. Anyone would say. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Hey, uh, buddy, great to talk to you this morning. Um, really appreciate it. Ticketmaster.com.au oh, yeah. to see you guys live uh, October 11 is when you're going to be here in Brizzy. Uh, oh my god, I'm so excited. Seriously, I can't wait. The album, it is Pray for the Wicked. Get your hands on that as well. Uh, Brendan from Panic at the Disco. Nice to talk, man. Yo, thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome. I appreciate it. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Austral Volkswagen Commercial. Home of the Amarok. The most powerful ute in its class. Oh, g'day. It's Tradie Chat Tuesday. Well, 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 it's his time to shine because we've bunged him in the prime time. It's that time of the week where we head over to Abby's house and check in with the one and only Scotty Too Hottie Bonafide Tradie to talk all things Tradie Chat. How are you there, buddy? Cool. Oh, are you there? Yeah, yeah, you got me. Yeah, yeah, Don't forget the mute button, babe. You do that quite a bit. I'm always need to be put on mute, honey. You know that. Now, what's going on? I hear things are spicing up at your place at the moment. Oh, I'm just doing what I normally do, Maddie, and uh, I'll get told I'm romantic. So, it's awesome. Yeah, your wife, strangely, is walking in every morning going, God, he's a good man. God, he's, I love he's him. He's picked up his game, you have. What's he doing? Well, cause I haven't I... picked up my game. It's just my normal... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what you see, but I, that's just my normal daily routine, honey. I have I I admit that I get sucked into things, right? And I've been watching The Bachelor, and all of a sudden I've been saying to Scotty, like, you need to be romantic, like The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got to do nice things, and he does say some really nice things, and he takes them on like epic dates. Yeah, but he has a set of producers that organise a helicopter. That's and what stuff. Scotty yeah, says. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, Stab. Yeah. Come on, this bloke doesn't organise nothing. It's all the producers. I reckon he has some say. He doesn't have a helicopter and uh, all, all the dates organised for him. Yeah, he's right. You know, like Stab just said. But, no, like Scotty just but said. But it's just the effort. And I just think sometimes <laughs> when you go into like relationships, you forget about putting in the effort. So I've said to Scotty that he's got like a month yeah. to organise a date that's worthy of The Bachelor. Yeah, nothing like forced romance. Exactly. <laughs> We'd- yeah, so yeah. anyone out there got a helicopter I can borrow? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, be like that. I know that sounds stupid. It doesn't have to be like, it just has to be a thought process. There needs to be thought put into something special. If it's bachelor worthy, Scotty, I believe you can do a group date and take three or four girls. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Or when you get home, kick Abby out of the house. <laughs> She wants oh, to be like The Bachelor. I didn't actually think this is really backfired. But last time I said this to Scotty, can you do something romantic for my birthday? He took me out for dinner and he did organise it. It was awesome. But he wanted to organise like friends to come along and it ended up that it was just 10 of his mates. Just, just my mates. Yeah, how good was that? Yeah, good night, didn't you? No, I looked after the kids <laughs> while you guys drunk because all the girls uh... couldn't come and I wasn't friends with them. I mean, it was, nice. it was a nice thought. It was, hun. Yeah. It was a great tour. <laughs> so, Scotty, what have you got anything in mind at the moment if, for your bachelor-style date? What do you, what do you think in top-line idea? Well, I don't know. If we can organise a, uh, a babysitter, then it might be something for me and Abby to do. But with the kids, I'm thinking maybe, a, a, well, I don't want to give too much away, but a picnic somewhere. And I would love a picnic. Yeah. You know, with the kids. Yeah. So we can uh, throw the ball for them and they can fetch it. <laughs> 
Uh, yep. Down and, yeah. So you yeah. go into a dog, dog park. park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dog park. Yep. <laughs> Any of your mates coming along? I might invite a few. You guys, what are you guys up to? Yeah, I'll come. I'll bring some sausages. <laughs> Like sausages. It's a, you know what though. It is hard when you when you get asked to be romantic. You can't you can't just perform like that. With the expectation of what you want is never what you're gonna get. Why? It just never is. I I feel like Scotty. Not that you can't do it, mate. But I feel like she's gonna be disappointed at whatever you organise. Yeah, I think you're pretty much on the right page there, Manny. Right. I said to Scotty, if he booked in to take me for a walk around the block, I'd be happy. It's just the effort and the time. That sounds like he's walking me like a dog. I don't mean that, but do you well, know what I mean? Like he's the balls to the kids. It seems to run in the family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just the thought process. Thirteen ten sixty. Thought process. Yeah. Why don't we open the phones and let's hear from some people, some ladies? When you asked him to be romantic, what did he do? Oh, there you go. You can get some tips, Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah All the times that it actually backfired. Yeah. And I, I, um, yeah. I got Chopper Dave's phone number, so that we can get you up in that chopper. Yes. Oh, yeah, Chopper Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Get out the Chopper Dave. Can pick me up, bud? Yeah. <laughs> you might need to do some traffic reports uh, while you're up there. That's all right. Well, 131060, when you asked him to be romantic, uh, what happened? We might get good stories here. You never yes. know. Yeah, I'll, ta- I'll take couple. good or bad. I'll take the bad as a warning when it's sort of backfired. All right, thirteen. No, 10- we only want bad stories because then that way whatever I do is going to be good. That's a good point. Smart man, Scotty. Yeah. Always a pleasure to talk to you, champion. Thanks for calling up this All morning. Right, guys, have a great day. See ya. Stav, Abby, and Matt on Hit One Hundred and Five. Ah, oh, g'day. It's Trady Chat Tuesday. Yeah, Scotty too hotty, my husband. I do love him, but he's never really been the romantic type. But I've never really cared. I love a like rough tradie, but it's just watching The Bachelor and seeing that that guy's a bit rough and he's organising stuff. Yeah. I said to my husband, "Why don't you try?" And he's like, "It's bollocks. He doesn't organise the dates. He's got a helicopter. It's not true." And I said, "Just try to do something that is worthy of a date on The Bachelor within the next month, and I'll act surprised." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're asking you when you asked him to be romantic. How did it go? Giselle in the HP, Holland Park, uh, how did it go when you asked your man to be romantic for you? I did it, it didn't go great. <laughs> um, he, he cooked dinner for me just last night and um, he bought these really nice fancy steaks for us and then burnt them completely. Yeah, yeah. nothing worse. Along with everything else, like all the potatoes and everything had yeah. like black and char on them. Did you eat them though? I, I, I tried. You tried. Yeah, you Good tried. for you. Yeah. 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 See, you got to do it with a smile as well. Like, thank you so much. We've got Bruce, first time on the air as well. Welcome. What happened when you were romantic? Well, I got a phone call from my mate asking uh, me if I would needed some pink tickets. And so I said, oh, I yelled out off the phone. I said, hey, Bob, do we need some pink tickets? Do you want some pink tickets? She goes, oh, yeah, get the pink tickets. So I've organised to pay for these pink tickets. So, so I've sent her a message, hey, Bob, can you pay for the pink tickets out of our joint? And um, anyway, last night we get there and she's winching at me. So she's winching at me because I didn't give her the pink tickets with pink flowers and uh, a pink bottle of wine uh-huh. and a ring with a pink stone in it. Yeah, right. So it, it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. You're still you're still in the crap. Yeah. Either way, like you, you, you do something nice and you're still in it. Yeah. Are you not? Are you not married? <laughs> no. All right. So she I wanted pink been... tickets and an engagement. <laughs> Uh, well, she didn't say engagement, but she said a, uh, a ring with a pink stone in it. So uh-huh. I might zip down to the $1 shop, the $2 shop. Yeah, yeah. good on you, Bruce. That's romantic. Yeah, you sound like you're yeah. just oozing romance. Hey, Arne, like do we want pink tickets? Yeah, well, you pay for them out of our joint account. account. There you go. Yeah. Do, treat yourself. <laughs> Sandra in Germside. Are we talking about when he tried to be romantic? I definitely am. So I've been married with my husband now for 12 years, uh-huh. and on our 10th year anniversary, he hired an air tasker to arrange a romantic dinner for us. Um, that dinner turned into peanut butter and jam sandwiches, which flowers looked like they were picked from a tree and sent to my office. So that's as romantic as my husband would ever, ever get. So he pretty good considering he thought about that. an ad on air tasker asking someone else to be romantic for you. Pretty much. So it costs 175 Um Obviously, there's an air tasker fee, which is like 55 to $75. Yeah. And, yeah, 
That's so these peanut butter and jam sandwiches cost $105. Wow. No. You know what? If you put that on Air Tasker and they don't bring something nice to eat, you don't make the payment. You don't say you that don't task's complete. You have a choice because you pay for it up the front. He paid for it up front, so yeah. you pretty much can't see what they're going to give, which is, yeah. That's, a, that's some money for you to make, money though, mate. to be made there, yeah. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you do something for romantic for Scotty and I, then? Um, you arrange it. No, don't tell me. I'll act surprised. Oh, so you want me to arrange the date for you and your husband? I'll put it on there, Tasco. Yeah. <laughs> That's how, creepy. How much? <laughs> how much? Are you interested? Yeah, I'll do it. How much? Oh, I don't know. $40? Nah, no, we'll chat. Uh, Brooke from Wellington Point, when he tried to be romantic. So, Hubby and I have been together about eight years. You know, dinner and a movie is our go-to when yeah. we've got kids. Uh-huh. But... Uh, right at the start, I got this cryptic text message one day that just said boxes or briefs. Nothing else, uh-huh. just boxes or briefs. So playing along, sent him back, back a message that said boxes. I get home that night and he's in the kitchen, brand new pair of boxes, funny stupid apron on, cooking dinner. And it became our, our go-to thing and it's um, become a little inside joke that is actually the words that I got engraved on the inside of his wedding band. So uh-huh. it's, our, it's our go-to thing. If he ever says boxes or briefs, I know I'm in for a good romantic dinner and, you know, calmness, house clean, kids in bed sort of thing. That's cute. Does he eat the romantic meal in the boxes or does oh, he yeah, get... Oh, yeah, he commits. No, no, <laughs> yeah. he commits. I love him. I get I get photos of him cleaning the house in the boxes. Yeah, I get great. photos of him cooking in the boxes. There's yeah. like a temptation leading up to it. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. then he spends the whole night in the boxes until such time as... The boxes no need boxes. to be removed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. I'm just a bachelor. Radio team, are you ready for the scoop of the century? Nick Cummins, The Bachelor, does not fall in love. He is not with a girl. He is 110% still single. Everything you are watching is going to end in a heartbreak in a couple of months' time. Everything you're saying is completely and utterly wrong, and the reason you think it is because of an Instagram post, and I want to tell you, my friend... You're a sheltered, sheltered man if you think this is why he's single. To be fair, everything he's saying is exactly what happens at the end of every single Bachelor Thank you, Stan. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> there are so many that are still together. Uh, who? Tim and Anna yep. got married. Yep. The boring guy from last year, he's still with his boring girl. <laughs> Which one? Who make Sam. beautiful um, makeup, by the way. Uh, jewelry. Sorry, this is different that out. Because yep. I have proof here. Now, if you turn over your pages there and look at Exhibit A... It is a, and we're going to get this up on our Instagram. It's there right now if you want to play along at home. Uh-huh. Nick the Honey Badger put a post up. Obviously, he's getting money for this. That's fine. He's on the top of a ute and said, uh, when you finally get on top of things. Yep. Yep. Now, if you flick over the page, there is a comment from a very attractive female, and she writes, I want to be on top of you. Now, on that Instagram post, it's had 17,539 likes, 171 comments. The only one that Honey Badger writes back to uh-huh. is the one from this girl where he writes, ha ha. Uh-huh. Matt, is that your only evidence? He didn't say, yes, get on top of me. What he said was, ha ha. And if you look at his past photos, do you know he actually has been writing back to girls, you're a good sort? Not for months. We did some investigating. The producers had a look back. For months, he hasn't been writing back to anyone. So if he was in a relationship, he shouldn't write, ha ha? Not to a, if a girl comments on a, oh, on a thing and oh, says, God, I want to be on stop. top of you. My yeah. husband it is- would write back saying a joke. No, that's inappropriate. You cannot reply... <laughs> Staff, to a comment from a girl saying that. <laughs> that does not mean he's single. What would you write back? You should see the people that Stav writes to. Yeah, you know what? Who you follow on Instagram, oh. that's a whole other conversation for another what day. What happened here? That's, it's Staff, inappropriate. I was trying to support you, but yeah. you would write comments to girls. Yeah. And what is it? Your wife wouldn't care. No. We have the girl in question <laughs> on the phone. We've done some investigating. Her name is Jess. Good morning. How are you? Good. Are you currently in the DMs of Nick Cummins lining up to see each other. Do you want me to be really honest? Yes. yes. All right, yes. Really? Thank you very much, everyone. No, no, I'm totally, I'm totally oh, joking. You- <laughs> oh, you are not. Thank you very much, Maddie. But do you know what he has I been- wish. I really, really wish. And do you want me to spoil the rest of this? Yes. I actually have a boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, you're, you in, you're know- in the wrong as well. You can't comment that on yeah, that. Just boyfriend. Oh. I know, I know. 
He was a seat next to me last night and I was like chatting to the girls and when he commented back and he replied, my heart just sank and I thought, yes, I'm going to get a DM. Yeah. But I Not didn't. Yet. Well, Jess, I don't want to ruin it for you, but he has been DMing a couple of girls that I know. <sighs> so he is single. I, I didn't say that. It's just been <laughs> comments. Guys that are married... Guys that are taken are allowed to make comments on Instagram. No, they're not. Not they, if if you're in a relationship in a serious one, then Jess, you your I'm sure your boyfriend's <laughs> upset at what you wrote to the honey badger, is no, he? No, no, not really. Oh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, but... <laughs> it was a funny comment, Jess. I like that. Yeah, but yeah, but is as if like Nick's gonna inbox me and be like, hey. Are you keen or something like that? I'm, yeah. As if he's I, not. never in my wildest dreams would that ever happen. I my would boyfriend never. actually said to me this morning, um, he's going to comment on Steph Claire Smith's Instagram and say the exact same thing. But uh-huh. she said, is gorgeous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm like, um, I just don't think like she would respond to that. I don't know. I think just Nick has that kind of personality where he would just get oh, a laugh out of it, kind of thing. It is not different strokes for different folks. It's fully inappropriate. <laughs> fully inappropriate. Fully inappropriate. Okay. So if you like a girl, like, because what are the girls that do the black milk? You comment on their photos. Five by five. She's yeah, lovely. She's gorgeous. Lovely girl. Does that is that creepy for you to do that? If you uh, like a photo, make a comment. I would like to point out, Your Honor, at this uh, present juncture in time, if this wasn't happening over here, you would be saying, "Yes, Sav, you're very inappropriate and yes. it's had creepy, so maybe stop it." But in this general context, I'm in the right because it's backing up your argument. All right, Jess, so for the record, there's no DM direct messages being sent between you and Nick Cummins. There's nothing. (sighs) (laughs) Well, you've got to admit you're wrong, mate. I'm not wrong. It's inappropriate. It's still inappropriate. (laughs) Jess, you were not inappropriate, honey. It was a funny joke. Your boyfriend is aware of it. He's okay with it. You know what? Yes, it may have been inappropriate, but I'm that kind of girl that, you know, can just have a bit of a joke, so... Fine. Keep it up. Keep up all the right. good work. I'm not, I'm not offended. Yeah. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> all right, good. Neither Jess. you should be. Thank all right, you, Jess. Hun. Thank you for taking our call. I do appreciate yeah. it. That's okay. Have a good day. And you can make funny little comments on mine, okay? And I mine. I won't think it's inappropriate. I will, but I'll enjoy it. All right, everyone. Well, wow. that's settled. It's Stab, Abby and Matt here. <laughs> it was. I don't think it was. Stab, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105. It's time to look back and reflect on the things we are and aren't thankful for. Book week. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's good to encourage kids to read. But book weeks can be a little bit difficulty because you've got to, like, dress as your favourite character. And when my kids were a little bit younger, I used to just put them in any costume I had at home and say that that was their favourite book. They all liked Spider-Man, even though we didn't have a book <laughs> with Spider-Man. But now my son's at an age where he wants to go as his favourite character. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're reading... Oh, those are good books, aren't they? He wants to go as Hunter from D-Bot. D-Bot Squad, the robot dinosaurs yes. that people ride. And yes, play. yes. Oh. So I did a little bit of arts and craft at home, and I thought, there you go, there's your helmet. He said, it's not right. <laughs> I said, well, it's a fictional book, so how can I get it wrong? <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but no thanks. One year I found out, I asked Ethan if he wanted to wear the cloak of invisibility to book week. <laughs> Love it. Stayed home that day. Love it. Wow. <laughs> Hello, Apple. Oh, God. We have a love-hate relationship. Oh. I love your products. I have many of them. A lot of them. Yes. Also hate when they don't work. Like my iPhone, which for some reason went sunbaking this morning, got really hot, turned off, won't turn back on now. You're a bit frazzled. Yeah, well... My son's at the fracture clinic with my wife. I need to know what's going on with his broken ankle. I'll text her. Yeah, could you actually? Yeah. That'd be handy. Yeah. I want to talk to her about a few things anyway. Good. We put it in the fridge to cool it down. Yeah. It's still not working. Now I have to go and line up at the Genius Bar where the geniuses tell me what to do. And the geniuses take a long <laughs> time to get to if you've ever been to said Genius Bar. Thanks. But no thanks. Took the uh, little girl to the Ecker on the weekend. Yay! Uh, she had a lovely time. Went on some rides, did some things. Got a show bag. Got her very first show bag. Oh, wow. we, we had denied their existence up until this point. <laughs> she got a show bag with one kilo of slime. She's into slime at the moment. Loves yes. Slime. Wants to make it. Wants to get into borax. I don't even know what borax is. 
One kilo of pink, hot pink slime is a lot. She likes to play with it in the kitchen, in the lounge room, in the dining room, in her room. Her house looks like Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> There's slime everywhere. <laughs> we play happy music, the house is going to get up and run down the stairs. <laughs> Thanks, but no. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Hey, thank you for making it to the end of the podcast. Uh, this is where we discuss any extra business. If anyone has anything they'd like to discuss. Why? About pandas. Why about pandas? I still can't believe that pandas only can breed for two days out of the whole year. Yeah, if you, did, if you didn't listen at the beginning of the podcast, that'll make no sense. Go back and listen to it and then come back to the end here. Um, that's, it. that's not, like, where's the evolution in there? Well, maybe there was a time at which there was too many pandas. So they evolution did kick in to cut back the amount of pandas, but then Ugh. humans came and we got rid of the pandas quicker than we should have. Back like, in the great panda swarm of yeah. 1902. No, but do are pandas extinct? They're from cu- cutting they're down the forests and stuff. They're endangered. Oh, well, sorry, endangered. Oh, sorry, getting no, they're, extinct. No, they're endangered because they don't breed. That's why. Right. Well, maybe that is evolution just deciding that pandas are not necessary anymore. But they're so cute, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, they're I very love cute. A panda. You have to artificially inseminate them for those days. You have to do that with koalas. My wife found out about that when she was doing that talk for the environmental people. Yeah. And it's... But isn't there already a lot of koalas? They're not endangered, are they? No. Why do you have to do that with them? That's just what that one guy did with a thing. If they're specifically breeding them, maybe for zoos and that, maybe. maybe they do it that way. Maybe they're trying to get chlamydia-free koalas. Uh, maybe. Yeah, keeping them clean. There's your podcast. Stav, Abby and Matt. Stav, Abby and Matt. Hit 105. Nando's, the home of Peri Peri Chicken.